Hey guys, Riley here. Episode 11 is upon us. This time it is with Fraid, a, uh, a young man around town who does uh, future sort of garage beats. Uh, they're really cool. A little upbeat for my taste, but we deal with that in the podcast. I get to the heart of it, don't you worry. You know I'm always delivering truth bombs. And uh, yeah, he did two songs live in the studio with, his, uh, with a couple... Uh, MIDI controllers, uh, launch pad, and the like, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun sitting down talking to him, and uh, here's the episode now, episode 11, Frayed.
When I listen to Mountain, I've, I've run through it several times. Uh, or I, I guess I've, I've gotten to the peak of it several times. Um, it's happy. It's happy. It is happy. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic music should be somber and the orb and just like really tell you about how life really is. Is it just because life hasn't crushed your soul yet that you're doing <laughs> you're doing happy electronic music? Yeah, in a few years it's probably gonna change. But yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um I don't yeah, I mean uh okay, well I guess except for a few songs, the majority of the album was actually written when I was on a when I was on a trip in BC last last summer. And like, I didn't even have a general concept of, I didn't even know I was going to write an album, you know, before the trip started. Like I had no idea what was, you know, what was planned, but like, I just ended up, you know, writing these things that seemed to go well together. And then like, I just got these really awesome kind of bursts of creativity along the trip that like, I don't usually get. And it was, you know, just because of being, you know, kind of in this different environment that I'm not usually in. And Where like, you can see mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I was going to ask if you wrote a mountain <laughs> when you wrote it. Um, but yeah, like it was just generally like the, you know, change in atmosphere, I think for me and like the, I just, because a, a lot of my music is inspired by, you know, my surroundings and kind of the world around me and whatever's going on. So like, you know, if something sad's happening, I'll, you know, I'll be writing sad music at that time or like if, you know, some, whatever's inspiring me in my life, not just musically, but whatever's inspiring, you know, my emotions or how I'm feeling that day or that time period, like that's totally going to affect how I write and what I write. And that's, you know, yeah, that, that's pretty much why, because most of Mountain was written during the trip when I was having, you know, this awesome experience, you know, kind of seeing different part of the world and uh, different, you know, surroundings. Yeah. Now, saying that I'm just inspired by almost everything is a bullshit thing that artists will sometimes <laughs> say. Is there any concrete examples you can point to? <laughs> um, yeah, well, actually, okay. Uh, a good, no, that's that's fair. I that was kind of a cop-out answer. Um, yeah, well, like, I mean, uh, okay, so like like you were saying, a lot of it's very happy. A lot of it's, a lot of my music is very kind of atmospheric. And, you know, it's a lot of it's, le- it's less about, you know, the drop or, you know, you know, oh, that awesome part there in the, in a lot of electronic music. But like, it's more about the general feel of it all and, you know, how it all comes together to make you feel a certain emotion. And, um yeah, so like uh, an example, I I wrote I wrote like the hook and you know the basic structure of the, I guess the bigger song on a leaf here now, which is kind of like I guess the hit off the album um, if there is one. Uh, but like I wrote that as I was I clearly remember it. I was like sitting on this beach in Nelson, BC. But it's like it wasn't even a beach. It was this this you know private little place that no one knows about that like. We had family friends. Mm-hmm. They lived secret swimming spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. this little place, like, and the whole beach was just covered in tiny rocks. And I was just sitting there, like, with what looked like, you know, some heavily edited photograph of like the sky. And it just—it looked so like, you know, unimaginably perfect. So I just like I was just kind of inspired by that at the moment. And yeah, and that—that's how it all. Most of my music comes together is you know whatever at the moment. I'm like, oh wow, that's you know. I'm going to write something that, you know, encapsulates that in the best way I can. So like, I, that's how, yeah, that's how that song came to be. And that's pretty much the album as well. Yeah. So when you're on the beach, do you pull up the laptop and boot up Ableton? And like, <laughs> oh, this is a pretty good sine wave. And then start doing that. Like, how, how does how does a song begin for you? Because right. you're mostly all, I'm going to say digital in the yeah. box, sort of like it's, it's a lot of VSTs, audio units, those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, 
man after my own heart. I have to say again and again. But um, <laughs> how does a what? How does your song start? What is the where's structure come in? Let's let's right. break it down um, for us. Yeah, no, it's it's like I'm I'm a lot less. You know, uh, I'm very not. I'm not analog at all. Nothing. It's all digital. Um, I pretty much. Like everything I use externally is all just controllers for my laptop. So like it's everything I do is pretty much just digital. And um, uh, like obviously other than, you know, anything I get recorded. But like, um, uh, yeah, no, it's all just starting on my laptop. So like how I start stuff can be um, a bunch of ways. Like I uh, that when I started, you know, like for now when I was on the beach, obviously I'm not going to you know just sit on the beach and you know, produce, you know, design, you know, these, you know, you know, uh, complex synths and stuff for hours. <laughs> but like, I, but like, I'll, you know, maybe pull up a piano synth or just a simple kind of very basic thing that I'm not putting any time to just kind of hammer out whatever I'm being inspired by that time, whatever, you know, I'm feeling. And then more when, you know, later on when I'm, you know, uninspired or, you know, just sitting in bed or something, I'll work on it more, develop it more. And, do the more complex stuff later. So I never, you know, it's never a, it doesn't become a full piece or a full production for a while, but I'll have the general structure of it done pretty quickly. Like I can write, you know, what the song in my head at least will be like within, you know, a sitting or something or like, you know, just one take. But yeah. And like, and, and yeah, but, but that also like it, it, I won't, you know, necessarily start with a certain thing, you know, like, I don't always, you know, start with drums or something. I won't, you know, maybe always start with a melody. But like, you know, if I just somehow manage to write, you know, really cool chords or something that fit something really well, then I'll start with those or I'll base it around, you know, a cool sample even, you know, like I've written whole songs just based around a one second sample that I found or something that I really like. So like it totally depends whatever, you know, whatever I'm feeling at the time. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting because yeah. there is there is like a... A strong sense of melody in a lot of your songs. It's not sort of like shitty ambient music like I make. It, it's uh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> there is sort of a, a clear line uh, through a lot of your songs, and so uh, what I'm wondering is like when I'm trying to start something up uh, in in Ableton, it's normally I find the perfect sound first, and then I start sort of. Uh, that's like for me, that's like dipping my paintbrush in a certain color, and then I start painting with that. Which is, oh my God, that's... That was horrible. That was probably the shittiest thing yeah. I've ever said. <laughs> Too late, you're not taking Fuck. it back. You're not taking it back. <laughs> um, but for you... Artist like, to artist with Riley. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Dork. world is my canvas. I'm just inspired by everything. Um, is... <laughs> Fuck, that was oh, bad. Oh, and Bob Ross just... <laughs> and over here we go make a little bush. And... All right, where are you? <laughs> Take it away. So for you, like the the basis of a song, like will that sample dictate tour or uh, like are you looking for like a chord structure or a melody or something you can hum first or is it uh, like what is that first spark? What is that first thing that makes you um good to go? Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that um, was another terrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I don't know. That's tough. Like it can. It can, I mean, as cop out of an answer again as it sounds like, it can still really be, I mean, anything. Like, I, 
Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> um, when, yeah, no, like I sometimes I'll, you know, be like, okay, you know, I want to write, my idea right now is to write a catchy melody or, you know, my idea right now is to do this or, you know, maybe have a really dancey song or a really, you know, sad song, really happy song. But like I, most of the stuff I usually end up actually releasing and being, you know, my best work is stuff that just totally takes a different turn and turns into something that like I'm not really planning on making. And because, you know, I kind of work like that, I feel like the best way to even start a track or like start working on something is just not coming in with any ideas. Just, you know, like, you know, as stupid as it sounds, like a, <laughs> a general feeling of the song. <laughs> like, okay. you know, I, I have no idea how to better explain that. But like, you know, if like I want to have, you know, oh, I just listened to that cool, you know, that cool washed out song. I want to have that kind of like smooth, you know, very feelsy, chill vibe. I'm going to, you know, do something that feels generally kind of maybe like that. That's <laughs> Even so though- crazy because in 2016, there's no such thing as a cool washed out song. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. <laughs> this has been Riley Bullies an 18 year old. Um <laughs> And laments his lost youth. Um, <laughs> As Adam chaperones. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really, and I, I've, I have nothing against any other form of going into a song or writing anything. Like, Cause yeah, I know a lot of people that will, you know, go into a song with a various, but you know, I'm going to write, Oh, I'm going to have this awesome idea for a drop or, you know, I have this cool new synth I'm going to use, or I have these, these, these new samples or anything. Like I, I don't know. I just don't work as well that way. Whenever I, go into a project being like, I'm going to write this, you know, I, I'm going to do this, this and this, like it never ends up working out. And that's always, you know, stuff that just ends up getting scrapped. So I really like as lame of an answer as it sounds, I really like the best stuff I make can't really be described as a process. It just kind of happens. However, it ends up happening depending on whatever I'm feeling at the time, you know? All right. So (laughs) no, let's, uh, let's explore that a little further. Let's, let's get a little more technical. What, and let me nerd out for a second. What are your go-to synths? What are your go-to sounds? What are your go-to creation things within the box? Because, uh, you know, that's a, it's it's the way a lot of music is made these days. Is completely in a laptop. Like, what is your what are your go-to tools? Right. Um, paint brushes. Yeah. <laughs> Colors of paint. I like those. Explain your palette. To <laughs> um. Yeah, I've. I think it's because. Um. I started with a crappier laptop than I have now. Um, I actually don't have all, you know, super expansive library of stuff. You know, I even though I could easily just kind of download, you know, whatever, I just haven't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I It's been working with me to, I, I use, honestly, a lot of the stuff is like <laughs> built-in stuff with Ableton and like just the basic things that people would normally end up scrapping when they get it. But like, operator sampler yeah no uh, i tension i think is one yeah like i use those are my go-to's i i pretty much worked strictly in ableton whatever they have and like my one outs outside vst would be like you know massive which is like the kind of lame basic <laughs> uh starting synth <Yeah. laughs> and like i yeah as lame as it sounds i because I, yeah i use all the built-in effects i don't have any you know uh uh, the effects that have downloaded or anything separate, like it's all 
all the audio effects, all of the, you know, all of, like my samples I download, obviously, like just find random stuff, like random sample packs and stuff and like drums. But like, um, yeah, so I guess other than drums, I all of my synths and stuff is either uh, built in Ableton presets, which, you know, obviously I don't just use the straight just kind of throw it in there and do it. Like, I'll obviously, like, I'll mess with it as much as I can to make it more my own and make it my style. So I'll, you know, manufacture it to my sound more. But, like, um, yeah, it's still at core the the preset sounds that have with Ableton or Massive. I use Massive a lot, and that's that's <laughs> literally, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, you trapped yourself a little bit in that last answer because you said your sound. What is your sound? Let's get into oh, that because good. Mountain... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mountain, I would say it does go through uh, a few moods, but there's always like you listen to piano on that song, uh, on some of the songs, and there's always just like a little bit of lo-fi fuzz to it. Or there's always something that makes me when I was listening to it, it it made me think of uh, uh, what's that game? Katamari Damase. I was going to say there's like a very like Eastern world feel to this um like yeah like that yeah. game where you just keep rolling up things in a yeah, yeah, yeah. in a ball and then yeah you it just gets bigger and you roll yeah. up buildings and planets etc et um how do you yeah, what is the what is the frayed sound oh wow what is oh. the frayed sound at yeah. 18 <laughs> i love that sound uh, or that question um yeah i okay like i mean and yeah the thing is like you saying, you know, uh, my pianos will have that kind of lo-fi sound to them. That I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do that. Like, <laughs> and, and, but, but I'm also, it. I'm not trying to, you know, make the like. It's not like I'm trying to be the opposite. I'm just failing at it. You know, like obviously, like I could have made it sound, you know, cleaner and you know, like a crisp. Oh, sound, I, that wasn't like, a criticism. Like, no, it's, no, no, a, it's well, a lovely fuzz. Yeah. Exactly, that's the thing. And like, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, like not trying to do other things and failing at it and making just end up having a lo-fi sound. Like, obviously, that's still the thing I'm going for and like the feel of it all. But like at the same time, I'm not, you know, you know, writing a song and being like, Oh, I'm going to make this sound like this. I'm going to make this, you know, low fire. I'm going to make it sound, you know, like uh, have a, you know, kind of flumey synth or whatever. And he, I have no, like, and I mean, honestly, like I, I, I've tried so many times trying to pinpoint what my sound is in my head. And the only time I can ever have a general idea of, you know, what my sound is or anything I do in my music, I need to ask someone else. Cause like, that's actually the first time I've ever heard, you know, that kind of idea been brought up about my music because to me, that's not, you know, I know that's not what I think of, but like, cause to me, like it's, you know, it's just the music I'm making. It's just, you know, whatever end of the end project being or the end yeah. product. Like I never, I have no, and, and I struggle with that a lot, you know, kind of being like, Oh man, I don't have this sound. I don't have like, I don't have a distinct sound that, you know, can be, you know, oh, oh that's the frayed sound, you know, like I'm, I'm always like, you know, I'm never going to get, I'm always had like existential crisis of like, you know, I'm never going to get known because, you know, I don't have a, a clear sound that's going to make me, you know, stand out. But then I'll hear people saying I have, oh, that song is so frayed or whatever. And I'm like, so yeah, honestly, l- the best way to figure it out, listen to my music and decide for yourself because like I'm inspired by a lot of different people. And can, you know, use that in my sound. Like, obviously, you know, I have some lo-fi sound qualities to my stuff, like, which can be attributed to different things. 
the, like the lo-fi, like I guess I already mentioned Washed Out, which you're clearly not a fan of. Oh, but, no, uh, <laughs> I love Washed Out. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, like m- more of those kind of sounds can be attributed to that, but I'll also have, you know, the more uh, modulated synth kind of weird things going on, like Flume, or I'll have, you know, maybe the uh, dancey, poppy, happy stuff like Ryan Hemsworth or like, you know, like I'll... So, yeah, I I mean, my general sound is, I guess, gonna kind of happy feel good uh j-pop yeah 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 <laughs> exactly that's I, I write j-pop yeah jap trap yeah <laughs> i've not heard that before <laughs> i think there's a reason for that yeah um, it's actually on youtube <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll call it trapanese yeah <laughs> wow no i like that yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean so like although i don't have like a um a genre I can place myself under. There's still a general feel to it. I can or an idea. Yeah. Let's let's talk more about Mountain. Yeah. Uh, is this your first full length? Yeah. Um, first album. Or okay. Well, technically my second album, but my fans don't know that. Well, actually, that's not true. My my uh, my real my real uh, hardcore fans probably would know that because before before the Frayed project, um, I went as Chill Pollens. If you notice there, it's Phil Collins with the first two letters switched around. It's really... I can't wait till the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. And that, that, was, that was my producer name before Freed. And like, I just made oh, really weird stuff under that name. <laughs> it was like crazy experimental. I can't even describe. I don't know. Bad music. But <laughs> I think that's the best way to describe it. But um, yeah, I released a full, a full length under that project and it, it sucked so i don't have that anywhere anymore but uh but under afraid so what, what was chill fallen's like chill pollen yeah, yeah. What um, did it sound like super different sound like um i think i actually started the frayed project separately so i could kind of maybe start making stuff uh because i mean like i i i I think when I started making electronic music, like I was super into, you know, experimenting and trying these crazy new things and sounds and stuff. And like, that's more what Chill Pollens was, is more, you know, exploring and like experimenting as much as I can with as many things as I can, like just like making weird stuff. And sometimes it'd be cool because like, it's, it's really just whatever ends up happening. But like, sometimes it would just be terrible. And like the album was pretty, I don't know. It, it was, it was, there were some cool ideas on it. And like, it was pretty much just like, uh experimenting it, like not experimental in the genre sense but like experimental just me trying things out kind of album and like just seeing where it goes so like yeah I, once i i guess more uh developed myself as a producer i kind of scrapped that project um and started a new thing to more streamline a sound and like kind of develop more uh specific kind of i guess full songs as as a thing like a afraid was more of like full track kind of uh, song kind of thing, I guess. What sort of like. limitations do you put on yourself to make sure something is not, it doesn't sprawl as much as a chill palms would right. to make sure it's yeah, yeah. the laser focused frayed sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I still even, I mean, who knows what like I will end up doing in the future, but like I still don't have, you know, a very set focus of what I want it sound like, but like at the same time, I obviously, you know, because a lot of the time I'll just go into my laptop and just start jamming and just start doing whatever. So like when I do that, obviously that usually doesn't end up working out because it'll be 
I can just end up making whatever. Like, you know, last week I made a I made a deep house song. <laughs> and like obviously, you know, that something that's just totally out of the ballpark for like the whole frayed kind of brand is is, you know, is not gonna be released under that. And like because yeah, Chill Pollens was like that was everything, you know. That was like I would just make something that I thought sounded cool and I would release that. But like, um, although I don't have a specific maybe genre for Frayed, it's still a it's everything I make or release is still under the same world of electronic music and the kind of uh, same feel, I guess. So like, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I think you just avoid the goddamn question. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So like, uh, I guess with Mountain, um, you know, fuck, I'm going to say this. You've got some peaks. You've got some lows to it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I was waiting for that. (laughs) Um, there you, you sort of go through, um, <laughs> but let's talk about how, uh, how mountain came about, how the, how the sound of it, how you decided on things, like how, how did you narrow down sounds to what's, basically what's the natural erosion of your sound? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. Let's keep it mountain themed. I said nature. We'll try our best. I like yeah. It. yeah. Um, because you 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 experiment with, I I would almost even say like different genres on the album. You you yeah. sort of stretch out. A lot of times you'll have like a nice little thing going, and then like all of a sudden like almost like dubstepy drums will show up for a second. Just be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're here to stomp on the party, and then you're just like, whoa, okay, yeah. <laughs> Song's taking an interesting twist. But how do you how like how how do you construct a song? Like how do you know? When to make those transitions? How do you know when to bring things in, pull them out? Like, what do, what is it that is authentically frayed about those sorts of things? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, that's true. Like, I some songs I'll have. Yeah, no, that's actually yeah. I, I mean, obviously, in a, I guess even a, the title track like Mountain definitely has some like the the heart harder drums and like kind of sounds to it, which like could be even attributed to like i guess dubstep or like more you know hard hard harder edm stuff i don't yeah um which yeah i mean i i, I don't know that that's a tough question cuz like we shouldn't be taken as a criticism well, whatsoever no, no, because course. like those people like edm music those producers they make sure that it sounds good on like every spectrum of speakers like yeah. you can put an edm song on your phone and it sounds yeah, like it should, which is the weirdest thing because it shouldn't at all. Like they, mm-hmm. they know how to produce great sounding drums, oh, yeah. and uh, sure. like it, there's a lot of those elements in your stuff where it's just like these are great sounding synths. There are these are great sounding drums. Like what? Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, I think it's like I guess, I guess mainly because of like. I don't listen to a certain type of thing. I listen to everything. So like everything can be thrown into the, but yeah, the album really does go over all over the place. Like I'll have, you know, mountain, which is like probably like the, I guess, uh, hardest song on the album. And then like, uh, cuddle, which is like, you know, a slow, just like organ sounds for four minutes <laughs> pretty much. And like, uh, and I mean, yeah, like I, I think it was, I think because of that, it was especially difficult I guess coming up with a track list for it because it was just so like like actually where everything's gonna go in the album because, um, yeah like at first I was when I started writing 
the first track I wrote for it was, let me think. I think the first track I wrote for it actually was Leave Here Now, which is, you know, this slow, beautiful, you know, kind of like tells a story in itself kind of like track with, you know, uh, you know, like uh, Japanese vocals and like very, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know how better to describe it, but like that kind of thing to it, you know, and like I wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I wrote that and I was like, okay, this is cool. If I write more music, this can be, you know, this can be the album. This will be, you know, it'll all be, you know, slow, melodic, beautiful, almost Japanese influenced kind of stuff. And then I like I tried to keep on that path, I guess, but ended up making other things that I was like, oh, this is so, you know, this is too different. This isn't going to work, whatever. But like, um, I, si- but since I will always have that kind of more melodic elements with my music, even if it's, you know, harder stuff, um, I just ended up having all these songs that, although I didn't write to be together, ended up just somehow working together. And like, I mean, I, at least I hope they work together. Like, I, I think they work together. And I was just really surprised by that because like, then on first listen, you know, like they shouldn't. They like there's, you know, like there's obviously, like I said, like really slow, very ambient kind of stuff, but then also just crazy drums and things all over the place. So, like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know where. Like, I didn't have a specific idea going into it, uh, and it just kind of really changed throughout the whole process of recording it and. I think because of that ended up being a really cool and special project to me because I wasn't, it just ended up being so many different things that I didn't expect it to be. And yeah, like at some points, yeah, I'll use, you know, like kind of dubstepy drums of anything. And like, but then sometimes we'll use, I don't know, any, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Vocaloid use in it because yeah. that's not something you hear too much in a lot of, I, I guess like more Western yeah, yeah, yeah. music uh, these days. But not only do you use it, I'm, I'm going to say you're using some of the original voices that came with it, like some of the, uh, or at least you've got them saying consonants that are not English. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, the, okay, so I, for anyone, you know, that's listening that actually knows their vocaloids well, I'm so sorry if I mess any of this up. But <laughs> oh, I guess we should quickly say what Vocaloids What's are. What's a Vocaloid? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, basically, I I mean, obviously, once again, I'm not... This is my best knowledge of what it is. Uh, basically, it's just like a... I guess almost a game, if anything, like in uh, Japan, where basically you create this character, and then you can write... You can write lyrics that the character sings in, you know, almost you know, kind of Siri, humanistic but also robotic voice. And you can, yeah, you, you basically play the notes that it sings and write the lyrics to it. So it sings whatever you make it sing. And like, there's different characters you can pick with different voices. So it changes the whole kind of feel of what the person's singing. Or you can change male or female or, you know, yeah, yeah. No. So that's Vocaloid. Like a Garmin GPS? <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> but like a plug-in for your digital audio workstation. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, like there's obviously, there's like a thousand different like versions of this and i mean i'm not sure whatever it's weird because you can just go in and you can buy new voices you can be like i want to yeah. sound like this today and then that becomes <laughs> the person that you can sound like yeah yeah and once once again i totally might be wrong i'm probably wrong no i might i don't know i might be wrong <laughs> i don't know but 
I'm 50, pretty 50, sure 50 the, 50. The, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the vocals I used in Mountain that come from a Vocaloid are Hatsune Miku, which is, I guess, the main character. Once again, maybe wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like what, what I know is the main character in Vocaloid. And uh, I, I used a lot of her samples and stuff. So I think um, that definitely shaped the whole sound of the album, too. And like working with that. Like, I tried different sounds and stuff, and it did, I don't know, it just didn't, like, fit as well with the whole vibe of, you know, the what I was going for, I guess. So that just kind of seemed to work the best, and that ended up definitely, like, her voice definitely ended up uh, shaping the album sound and what it ended up being in the end. Uh, it's yeah. interesting because you, you have not only uh, the Folkloid on there, but you also have like a, uh, like a, a, a real female singer doing English lyrics and then also uh, a rap. Yeah. At a certain point, like yeah. if you had gone too, if you leaned too hard into the Vocaloid stuff, you might have like derailed the rest of sort of the emotional response of the other things. Yeah, how did you exactly. how did you make sure to pull back on the because it is it's it's not like overused on the thing. Like you can go on YouTube and see people who have just plugged in all their favorite songs like uh, <laughs> All Star by. Uh, Smash Mouth, yeah, <laughs> as sung by you know some character, which is yeah. the weirdest thing. It, I love, I love looking at Vocaloid packs because it is like a combination of sort of like a Japanese RPG and an audio unit that you can use in a studio merged together, and you 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 can buy this character and whatever. How did you make sure that that character that you uh, were using wasn't going to overwhelm the album? Yeah, um, well, so yeah, once. Like, like kind of going back to what I said earlier, when I started writing and I wrote the first song with the, the first, because the first song was with Vocaloid. And um, I was like, this is cool. This is going to be the album. Like when I had that first initial thought, um, I ended up realizing like as I wrote other stuff that worked too, that was totally different sound. I was like, you know, if I, if I write a full album of Vocaloid songs, that's it. That's the album. You know, <laughs> like, like that, much, that's yeah. that's that's what encapsulates it. And like, I wouldn't be having these long ended answers of like, you know, like what the album is because I would just be able to say, oh yeah, it's you know, it's Japanese Japanese music. It's that's what it is. That's that's the extent. And like, I just kind of want to add as as much as I loved it and like, you know, was inspired by it. I had to kind of um, uh, cut it off. You know, only only using it a bit so it that didn't be that didn't kind of control the sound because I still wanted to do more with it and explore the kind of that world of stuff, but without being directly pushed to do a certain thing with the Vocaloid. And um, like, I I only, it, it's only like the Vocaloid is only really clear. in I think two of the songs, but there's a third one actually uh, called feel me now, which is like, it uses some like, that's your most like recent single, isn't it? Uh, oh no, that, that's, um, Sorry to for, cut you off. For, oh no no. Um, th- th- there's I have two, I have a three a few different ones with I guess similar names. Feel me now though is on the album, and um, that one, uh, which s- totally like probably wouldn't notice on first listen, but like um, also actually had Vocaloid lyrics. But then like that was the third song on the album with it, and I was kind of like, oh this is I don't know this might be a bit much. This might kind of you know take over the the album in a sense. Um, so what I ended up doing is actually wrote those, but put them into a vocoder, like after the vocaloid was done. So like <laughs> a vocaloid through a vocoder to really mess things up. 
which ended up with these like weird, almost daft punky robotic vocals, which you you can kind of notice in the song there. So like, yeah, I, I it was definitely it definitely shaped the album a lot, but I also didn't let it kind of control the album as much. And yeah, so I because I still wanted to have I still wanted to be able to explore because if I had vocals, vocaloids, and everything, it would that's what it would be. But if I want to kind of experiment, so I got to because of that, I got to you know collaborate with other artists and I got to you know use some of my friends vocals and I got to I got a local rapper King Crook um to do a rap on it which is awesome and like so I got to it gave me a lot more freedom to do what I want with the album with you know kind of limiting myself to a certain sound yeah do you think that you've found the frayed sound or do you think you're still expanding on it you think you're still experimenting Uh, and yeah no um I'm worried I never will I don't know (laughs) like Will like, you move on from a Vocaloid and actually get yeah. a female vocalist, like it, Japanese female vocalist? <laughs> I mean, possibly, yeah. <laughs> I, whatever, you know, I don't know, whatever ends up happening. Like, it's, um, like, I, I think I'm starting to be able to, you know, pinpoint things that I'm like, oh, I should maybe change this synth a bit so, like, it sounds a bit more like me. Or, like, you know, I can kind of more get, like, oh, yeah, I use a lot of these kind of maybe organy uh softer synths in it so I should use those or like um I'm starting to get a general sense and I think the fans are I mean at least like people listening to my music are starting to understand that a bit more um which is good like I I still I'm still in the mindset that like if I actually put a genre on it it's gonna confine me to a sound and that's gonna kind of damage what I end up making and maybe constricting the great things I could be doing so, like, I never want to actually put a genre on it, but I'm definitely starting to get a general sense of, like, what things I should, maybe what little things I should change to have it feel this certain way, you know? Um, but, yeah, honestly, I don't really want to ever have a clear sense of what my sound is. I'm kind of happy, you know, just doing what I'm doing and awesome. yeah. forever be, you know, confused. <laughs> no, I think that's great, man. Like, yeah. you don't want to, like, especially at this, you know, this age, like, you yeah. don't want to, like, concrete down and be like this is my sound this is what i'm gonna go yeah. with for the rest of my life and poof here we go like yeah, yeah you always want to expand on that yeah well that's the thing because like i i know it's so many stories of like you know people releasing you know this incredible album you know like amazing you know change the game and everything but like it's just it's that's you know it's such a specific genre and like although it did really important things there's nowhere they can go from that because you know that's their sound and if they changed it drastically um then, you know, they're going to lose, you know, kind of their credit as that musician, you know? So, like, I kind of like having the freedom right now, and maybe in the future I'll end up having a clear sound. But for now, I'd like to keep it pretty open so I can just experiment and see wherever it goes. What are you working on now? Um, Mountains Out? You've got a new single out? Are you working on a new EP or Um, putting together another LP? Probably not another album for a while because that was, like, that was a big project and mm-hmm. like just a lot everything about it took a lot of work so like you did um, it in, you did it in a pretty like quick amount of time though if you yeah, worked well, that, on it that, like I last think, year and I think started in bc why, writing it and like yeah released but, the same year that's pretty good yeah uh, i mean maybe that's probably why it stressed me out so much yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work because Understandably. like it was a pretty quick process for me because like i was just really like you know if i start changing it too much if i start taking a lot of time on it things are just going to change and it's not going to be my you know, the original kind of stuff that I wanted to be on it. So like I put it out 
as quickly as I could. It still took a while, but like it was still, I think because of that, it, it did definitely, it was a quick process, um, but took a lot more work than it, I guess, would have otherwise. Um, but yeah, no, like, uh, you know, I will release another album at some point, obviously, but like, uh, that's, there's, there's no plan for that. Um, there's no plan to do that in the near future. Like it's probably just, I have, I have three, uh, three, four, three, four, let's say four, four singles kind of being worked on right now. Um, that I've been working on for like a few months. Um, just kind of collectively all at the same time working on them. So whether that turns into an EP or just singles that I kind of slowly release throughout the next few months, I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm getting like, Right now, it's more the design elements I'm getting because they're pretty much done. So I'm getting kind of artwork done for them right now. And then I'll see. I'll, it'll more be a last minute decision if I release them collectively or as a <laughs> as singles. But right. um, uh, but definitely like super soon. I'm it, if if it doesn't end up being an EP, then it should be out within the next month or two. If it's singles, there'll be a single next month for sure within the next like few weeks. So something very soon, no matter what definitely yeah and some really cool stuff too some like definitely some of my in my opinion like work i'm happiest with so yeah yeah and uh actually there's some uh, there's two two uh collabs on it so there's gonna be some cool new sounds with other people yeah let's talk about your live setup yeah how's that how do you translate what you've done I asked this probably every single goddamn episode. <laughs> uh, how do you translate? But this time it's actually so you're you're doing a lot of stuff in Ableton. How do you translate that into something that's satisfying uh, in a in a live situation? Yeah. Um, I mean, so like I I've thrown around different ideas of you know uh, trying out external stuff and like any you know analog kind of things, but I I think the thing with me is that because. I wrote all of my music digitally and because it's all been just on my laptop, um, it's pretty tough to go outside of that. You know, it's, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's, it's harder to get external stuff going when like, you know, it's all been on the computer. So like, um, my live setup is like, uh, it's all just controllers. Like the hub of the whole thing is my laptop and I have, you know, I have uh, like an APC mixer. I have uh, I have a MIDI keyboard. I have you know a few launch pads, okay. and like so, it's all just USB direct for my computer, and like it's all just controlling stuff going on in my laptop, pretty much. What is it that takes you from the average DJ, which is bored guy looking at a laptop, <laughs> to you, which is excited guy looking at a laptop? <laughs> like, what is what is it that you're doing behind the scenes? What are, what new elements are you bringing into the live show? Right. Um. Yeah, like, I, I think because, and I mean, I think the other reason I'm also not using externals is because, like, I'm just, I could not, I don't have the brain capacity to deal with, like, so many different things going on at the same time. So, but at the same time, I also want to be able to do things. So, like, um, you know, I'm very kind of, like, uh, my mind's always doing different things at the same time and racing and, like, uh, I'm, I guess, like energetic kind of person I want to be doing things on stage so like like I don't you know I'm not just you know pressing play on my tracks and you know letting people do what they want like but uh so yeah like my sets will be a lot of like I'll be mixing the songs and stuff but I'll also have a lot of live stuff so if you see my set it's not going to be the same set you know if you see me again next week it's going to be like a very different kind of things going on with it and stuff and uh 
because yeah, I'll have live samples and like live uh, drumming that I have on my launch pads and stuff. And like uh, I'll play some synths live with the songs along with the stuff. And like, um, so yeah, it'll never be the same kind of thing, but I also like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like a simple yet complex setup at the same time. Like I, I keep it as simple as I can while also being able to do things on, you know, giving myself the opportunity to do stuff on stage and keeping it, you know, as interesting to the audience as I can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Surprising people who even come out knowing the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right, Adam, any more questions? Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking forward to this ever since like minute 20. Um, shut up. Um, <laughs> so we have a question that we ask everybody who comes on the podcast. Okay. Uh, and we ask variations of it. Uh, and a lot of times it is to skew it in my favor. Let me roll that back. A lot of times it is uh, to make it more interesting for the listener at home. And um, But what it boils it's down really to. not really true. What it boils down to is we, we try to look for the, the artistry in a person and sort of like that flame that burns eternal within them. Uh, the thing that that light that they shine upon the world to bring to bring more uh, to bring, I guess, just more light to the world. <laughs> so early in the podcast, um, we talked about sort of you being uh, a painter and which which color you choose to dip your brush into. Um that was you in, term, in terms of sound <laughs> um if you were a painter and you were to <laughs> you're going to you're paint not. a canvas uh with one color being the theme of it would that color be one labeled phil collins or one labeled peter gabriel oh <laughs> <laughs> was a lot um we try to overwhelm (laughs) okay so wouldn't it be jill pabriel yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay so just simplify that like who's influenced you more (laughs) phil collins or peter gabriel those two specific artists? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, actually, that's... Mm, no, that's actually probably... It. They've actually both in, inspired me a lot for my stuff, but uh, I think that's actually probably an easy answer for me because I've actually sampled Phil Collins before. And uh, <laughs> and uh, especially being, you know, my last producer name was Chill Collins yep. too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'd probably have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. This interview's over. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, thank you.
Thank you.